world where people try to do stuff they don't know how to do one man okay two men are standing by with the best advice on earth ow well most of the time welcome to the all-around home improvement hour now here's charles thayer and the man they call the polish powerhouse Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the All Around Home Improvement Hour, and we are live on June 16th, right here on Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, with all of your home improvement-related topics all in one place. Let's get going. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and News Talk listeners. My name is Charles Thayer, home improvement slayer. <laughs> Just let it sink in. Just let it let it go into your veins. Feel the energy. What do you have on the honey-do list for this weekend, Charles? The radio show, number one, and that's the voice right there of Killer Miller, Kyle Miller, sitting in for the Polish powerhouse this week. Kyle, thank you for coming in and filling really big shoes. Thanks for having me. I hope Nick's actually going to get to play some golf today. The weather's not favorable for that. Yeah, actually, well, you know, it's it started out really stormy, but it's looking like it's going to be extremely hot and unbearable. Yeah, terrible <laughs> golfing conditions. I'd rather be here than be where he's at. So yeah, have fun, Nick. It, it's nice and cool. It's 70 degrees in the studio. We're hanging out also with Kim Zimmer, the electrifying electrician from Electric City. Is that Do people call you the electrician? No. They do ask if I am an electrician, but I'm not. I get it, but you kind of represent one. I mean, it's kind of okay. It's like uh, people say, oh, call Charles. He's a roofer. I mean, right. yeah, it works. Right. You know? I always just say, nah, I'm just their boss. I'm curious. <laughs> what if there's a light fixture that needs to be replaced at your home? That'd be my husband, who really is an electrician. Perfect. Yeah, <laughs> she had that queued up and ready to go, slammed it out of the park. Folks, if you've never caught the show before, this is the All Around Home Improvement Hour. We've been doing this show for about, I don't know, four years now, right here on Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, every Saturday from noon to 1. It's our way of bringing our passion for the home improvement industry onto the radio waves so that you can hear about it and to also learn a little bit about what we do. And as you know, I would love to say that radio is our profession and, and this is it and this is the gig that we get paid for. That would be absolutely awesome. But it's reality and uh, this isn't what we do for a living. We are professional exterior contractors. Our name is All Around, hence the All Around Home Improvement Hour. And we're out of Golden Valley. We do work all throughout the metro area and west parts of western Wisconsin with a direct focus on exteriors. And Kyle, who's joined us today and is stepping in for the Polish Powerhouse, is one of our project consultants. So other companies may call him a salesperson. Um, we like to think that he's so much more than a salesperson, which he is. He has to do a lot more than just sell or or sign contracts and Kyle it's been a busy start to the season already 
I don't think last year ever ended. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, I, I mean, tell us a little bit about what, what's been keeping you moving this, this season. Well, in the spring, it, the things just kind of moved all the way through the winter from last year. As most people know, it was a really, really busy storm season, and a lot of the insurance work kept us busy throughout the winter. We ran five siding crews. We ran a few window crews all winter long, and then my duties, it, they continued as far as working with the homeowners, uh, going through the, the supplemental procedures with the insurance company. That kept me busy, and then as the spring kicked off, we had had the retail business, as always, where a lot of homeowners that got put off last year due to the insurance claims are now looking to actually get in line and get their work done. So speaking of that, you know, Ryan O'Neill and I were having an off-the-air conversation earlier today about his own insurance uh, claim that you've been the project consultant on, you've been working. And, you know, Ryan mentioned, gosh, you know, this this is great. The insurance company is paying for the damage. And this, I understand why this is great business for you. And it certainly is, but there is kind of a flip side or a caveat to insurance work. And that's what I wanted to take the first segment to have you talk about a little bit. You know, although um, it's good to get the business and it, it certainly can be profitable there is so many more steps involved to working on an insurance claim and working with a homeowner. And people really, if unless they're in this industry or in the insurance industry, they may not realize just how in-depth it goes. Yeah, there's actually three or four parties. And most of the time, there's four parties involved with every insurance claim. And that is, one, the homeowner, two, the contractor, three, the insurance company, and four, the mortgage company, that's kind of the, the hidden one. A lot of times when that insurance check, that first payment the homeowner gets from the damages the insurance company is paying for, that check a lot of times is written out to the mortgage company. And unlike insurance companies who most of the time follow the same procedures, a lot of mortgage companies have different procedures and they're not familiar with the insurance process. So we've seen a lot of occasions where the mortgage company, they want to see a signed contract. They want to see the general contractor's license and insurance and W-9 information. They want to see the itemized report from the insurance company. All of this documentation, because they have an interest in the home, but that's just a, an additional stack of paperwork required just to get that first check back in order to get the job started. On the back end, because most insurance claims go up in value, we've seen it where you actually have to redo all that paperwork uh, because the dollar value changed. So sure. they want to see that clean paper trail again on the back end, and that's just a whole separate ordeal from dealing with the insurance company. You know, it it's hard to... I don't want to think that it's intentional. The goodness in me, the part of me that feels like there's more good in this world than bad, wants to think that it's just by design, it's a uh, kind of a an after effect of their pricing software and the process because they want to make sure all the ducks are in a row, everything's in order. But it is the vast majority of claims that are written out small or skimpy or uh, without enough funds and scope to actually complete the repairs to code. Uh, and that's the way the claim starts out. So uh, I'm talking to you homeowners out there. When you make an insurance claim and the adjuster comes out and writes their first estimate, nine times out of ten, that estimate is incomplete, inaccurate, and does not have enough scope, items to be repaired, code-compliant items, or funds to actually have it done the right way. So immediately, 
we are under more or just have to do more to actually get that in line and so that's part of the caveat that i was talking about the flip side to it yes it's great business it pays us well but when you have to do 10 more steps than what you would have to do normally when selling a roof siding or windows um well it's it's understandable why uh we need to get paid appropriately and so that i guess the message i'm i'm trying to get to is having a contractor there at the original adjustment can save many steps down the road it could save some steps, that's true, but more than likely there is going to be some amount of supplementing required no matter what. A lot of homeowners, they just want to hand off the football to the contractor, but the truth of the matter is the homeowner has the most bargaining power with the insurance company. Unfortunately, the bad ones ruin it for the good ones, and the contractors sometimes don't have a lot of negotiating power. We can help write the, the full detailed scope for the homeowner. In the language the insurance company uses, we can help make the entire process easier. But in a lot of cases, the homeowner does have to get involved and kind of take that football, help with the negotiation, or, or, or call the insurance company, tell them to respond to the contractor, get involved a little bit. But that's where that partnership is really important, is getting with a contractor that you trust, partnering up on the thing, mm -hmm. and uh, letting us carry the football and, and letting us coach you on when to take it. Yeah, I love how you use the football analogy. And I'll break that down just a little bit more. Say the homeowner is the quarterback. The homeowner can take and hand that ball off to you, the running back, their, their contractor that understands the insurance process, does this 100 times a year, has the experience, knows where we need to get to. Or they can take a risk and they can drop back and pass it down the field to who knows who, try to handle all of the insurance stuff themselves, hope the receiver catches it, the contractor accepts the price and scores a touchdown, but hopefully the defense, which could be the insurance company, could be a city inspector, could be just the pricing, it could be so many things, doesn't intercept it, run it down the field, touch six or, or INT plus six, and uh, it ends up just blowing up in your face. Yeah, so, <laughs> it's kind of a good analogy. There are three, I think there are three important roles. The mortgage company, you don't have any control over that, but getting with a savvy contractor and having a good insurance company, one that's going to take care of you, one where you know and understand your coverages, those two items are going to help any insurance claim go a lot smoother. Uh, perfect. We are up against the break, but uh, before the break, just want to let you know, if you need help with any insurance claims, storm damage, we're available. Go to allaround.com and just click on uh, get an estimate or fill out a form. Put, give us your contact information. We will be in touch with you. When we come back, we're going to start the conversation with the electrifying Kim Zimmer with Electric City. We'll be right back. Hello, Twin Cities News Talk listeners, and welcome back to the All Around Home Improvement Hour. Just a reminder, we are live. If you have a home improvement-related question, concern, complaint, we'll ask you what contractor you worked with. Certainly, it wasn't All Around. 800-854-1978. 800-854-1978. Because, Kim, we're perfect. At all around. I mean, we never make a mistake. Right. Mm -hmm. About as perfect as I am. Before 8 in the morning. We don't, 7.30 in the morning. We don't make a mistake. After that, we're, oh, we're human. Oh. Just like anyone else. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're uh, we're hanging out here at the iHeartMedia studios with Kyle Killer Miller. He is stepping in for the Polish powerhouse today, helping us out, and also Kim Zimmer with Electric City. Kim, glad to have you back on the show. It's been a little while. Yeah, yeah. not too long, but it's been a while. Always fun to be here. Oh, we love it. We love it because you really are just lighting it up. Oh, God. I mean, you yeah. just brighten our day. <laughs> I love it if I can brighten your day, Charles. I mean, you just add a spark of divinity. I don't know. Oh, my gosh. Nancy Pelosi said. <laughs> anyway. Moving on. Yeah, moving on. So, Kim. What, uh, I mean, I was at the barbecue, uh, you guys do an annual barbecue to show appreciation to your customers and vendors and cl- uh, clients, all of the above, kind of just a annual get together, feel good, uh, you know, and I was there and I had some, some good brats and hot dogs. Awesome. And- Those chicken wings, legs, weren't them awesome? Oh, it was all awesome. Yes. You know, I mean, you can't beat a free lunch. Um, but what I like is, you know, you, we just get to see all of the behind the scenes people, the people that we know that are helping make things great over at Electric City. And you put faces with names and they get to do the same and um, and they get to give you some crap. Oh, you're that guy. <laughs> I heard a lot of bad things about you, right? <laughs> no. Right? They're just no. lying, right? They don't right, mean that. Right. Okay. And we're so glad you came. I mean, we had over 200 people come that day so that was awesome yeah it just keeps getting uh, bigger and better and the new location is awesome too yes can talk a little bit about that yeah so we uh we have actually three companies that are part of our um our main company so we have uh two uh heating companies along with our electric city company and we were all three in different locations and finally we all merged together into one building, which has just been wonderful. That's got to be awesome. Yeah, I mean, we had three different, you know, copiers, three different payroll people, three different fax machines, three different, you know, three and different. And only three one different. Kim Zimmer. Only one, one Kim, Kim Zimmer. To, only one Kim to pass around. And, and, you know, so you can't help with everything. But now, uh, just from a logistical standpoint, that's got to be easier. Um, before we uh, started the show, Kyle had brought up that uh, he's currently just finishing up a project for underdecking where Electric City was actually a pretty big part of that. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of the new thing, it seems like, in the last uh, couple years, wouldn't you say, Kyle? Yeah. And um, it's interesting because we were actually called in on a job, a referral from all around, from um, Nick, and... Uh, I don't think you guys, I'm not sure if you could get there or not, but long story short, uh, same product that we're doing on Kyle's job and the electrician that they actually used on this this first job that Nick referred to us could not get an electrical inspection. They could not get it passed. Um, they were not using the right product. They were not using the, uh, the right wiring. Um, and they would not follow through and help out the homeowners. So they were not getting it done. They were, they not were doing it, done. it wrong. How often do you see that where you show up to clean up someone else's mess? Uh, we see it every once in a while, you know, and, and we always like to be the hero. <laughs> it seemed pretty straightforward right. to me. You guys knew your stuff from the get go. Kim was on site meeting with me. We went over the scope of the project. We were going to clean up some things on the exterior of this house and then and then do the rough end of the electrical. And she was pretty spot on. Not only what had to be done with the project, but awesome with recommending where to put... Actually, what, what I liked most was the, the remote. No switch on the wall. Just a little 
junction box off to the side, and everything is wireless for the homeowner. He can walk out there. He can click on his lights and his fan. He can get in this hot tub and a dry space now any time of day. You know, from an outsider listening to this, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, gosh, that sounds crazy. Lights inside of a gutter. You know, when was the last time you were called up and said, I want to put... I would like to put some electricity inside of a water trough, right? Because right. essentially... <laughs> does not sound safe, No, does it? it doesn't sound safe, but that's exactly what it is that we're doing, but we're doing it and accomplishing it in a very safe way. But you have to have the right people do that. And that's why, together with Electric City, All Around provides uh, factory-certified installations for the inside-out product, and uh, that's made by Quality Edge, and it's basically a ceiling underneath your deck that also works as a water channel to get water away from it. But when you want to add things like lighting underneath there, fans underneath there, low voltage items like speakers, um, a PA system—I don't know what. I mean, we could—you could think of anything that that requires electricity. We have to work with uh, our good. We want to work with, and we get to work with the good folks over at Electric City. So, Kim, from a from a electrical contractor standpoint I mean what what do you think of these projects oh we like we like them because it's something different it's a little bit of a challenge you know mm -hmm. and and they, these are what we call special projects and of course that's what we really like is a special project well for a special project consultant exactly yeah well, and, and when you talk about it like you're uh, so you're saying it's a, a raceway for the water to flow and there's another product out there where there's a, it actually separates the water from the the rain escapes. Yeah, so so those are much easier because you aren't under such scrutiny as far as what kind of wire you use, what kind of products you use. Where this particular product, which is awesome, much easier, I would anticipate to install, poses another challenge for us because we have to make sure everything we install is wet location. Yeah, in in addition to that too, those those lights and fans they're putting in, those are penetrations through the underdecking system. So we need to collaborate and make sure that those penetrations aren't going to leak water into that dry space. Now, for the homeowners out there, the underdecking, it, picture it like a fancy soffit. You look up and you see this nice finished yeah. ceiling under your deck. You have the lights, you have the fans, whatever you want it to be. There's plenty of colors. It is not 100% waterproof, but we like to say 95 to 99% water resistant. It does more than enough to keep that space dry. The rain escape system she was referring to, that actually has to be installed when the deck boards on top are fully removed. And those are troughs that are installed over the joists that allow the, you know, the water to run off kind of in the same manner, but they have to be installed from the top. You we, can't do it on a finished deck. We I, like to say it's 100% waterproof 90% of the time, Kim. Perfect. I, I like that. Yeah, it's, and, and you do, <laughs> it works pretty And well. you guys do both products, right? Or you have done both Yeah, products, the rain but... escapes isn't as common okay, anymore. Well, to us. But, well, and the big yeah. reason for that is the rain escape has to be installed when the deck is actually being, being put installed. Yeah, so. Deck's already a big ticket item. Yeah. You yep. know, the homeowner is forking out a, a big chunk of change sure. just get their deck and then you add on three four thousand bucks for this yeah. rain escapes and they're like eh, 
We'll just take our deck. Yeah. yeah. But say. speaking of, of decks in general, besides the underdecking, I imagine that uh, you guys are doing a lot of, well, we know you are with us, but um, a lot of just lighting up decks and lighting up outdoor living space in, in general. Yep. Uh, we do that a lot with you guys as far as uh, lighting up decks, you know, the low voltage lighting, but we have to install them in the railings and in the posts and in the stairs. And then uh, we just put together all the low voltage controls and then they get plugged in. So the nice thing is people usually have the weatherproof outlet to plug it all in. Um, if they don't, we can certainly add that as well. But yeah, that's a that's something we're working on too. I think too many people forget, and so this might be a little nugget for the listeners out there because I'd like to th- I like to think that every show we leave you with something and then we take away something from your brain too. It, there's there's a like give and it. give and take. We like to give you knowledge, but we also make you a little dumber every day, and I I help with that <laughs> um, the most. And so, but the the takeaway is sequential planning when doing your improvement. It doesn't matter what project you're doing. Finishing a basement, redoing the landscaping, adding a deck, redoing your siding. Everything should happen in sequence. Think how long are you going to live in this home? What are your plans going to be down the road? What other improvements are you going to be making? And then and then plan it sequentially so that you don't have to undo things. I can't tell you how many times I've done a project. I'll tell, for Right now, I'll let you know, my patio. We should have ran more lights. We should have ran wiring and conduit underneath the patio. Um, I did manage to get an outlet in there for where the grill is and whatnot, and there's a fridge that I've never used one time. Uh, but we we really honestly should have ran more lighting um, just to make it uh, look so much better. So, folks, uh, or I mean, excuse me, Kim, for the folks out there looking to do planning when it comes to adding electrical to their projects, and the one, uh, the one thing I want to plug real quick is it doesn't really matter what electrical project you have. It could be one outlet and a light, or it could be redoing and rewiring a whole entire home. You guys are there to help the listeners from this show. Uh, what's the best way for them to contact you? Uh, well, they can contact us at the office at 952-406-8238, or they can always look us up on our website, which is electriccitycorp.com. Find out a little bit more about us. You know, like Charles has said before, the nice thing about our company is we have 14 electricians, but we do large projects to we'll come out and install one light fixture for you. There's so. too too many contractors that have outgrown some of those minimums. Um, we, we were, I'll be honest, we were close to outgrowing minimums as well, but we do have a 495 minimum service charge for any roofing repair and a little bit more than that for a siding repair. So we certainly won't shy away from them. We have to cover our overhead and the expense of a couple guys in a vehicle to come out and, and work for a half a day minimum. Uh, and, and so, but to, to know that you guys will come out for a service call even, um, at a competitive rate all the way up to a large-scale project. That is awesome. That's why we have you as a partner of our team, as a trusted affiliate of this show. Kim, you are rocking it, girl. Thanks, Charles. I love it. Yeah. Are you going to... Doing the happy dance. Can you stay with us for the rest of the show? Of course I can. All right. Awesome. That is great. Folks, we're up against the halftime break. You're going to get your Fox News update, and we'll be right back right here on the All Around Home Improvement Hour. Yeah. All right, folks. Second half 
Halftime's over. Let's kick the football off to our good friend, trusted affiliate, concert pianist, Ryan O'Neill. Yes, I got his autograph last Did time. Did you? That That's awesome. right. We took a photo of that. Ryan, are you He's there? Such can a you, superstar. Can you hear I us, am, buddy? I am here, and uh, thank you, uh, thank you, Charles. Uh, what a fun show! I'm bummed I'm not able to join you. Today. Sounds like you're having a fun time. Ryan, uh, something with your speakerphone. It's uh, goofing up on us a little bit, bud. He's dancing in the rain right bit. now. Is that a little bit better? It's a, it's a little bit lot better, yes. Thank you very much, buddy. Uh, well, g- glad to have you back on the show. Obviously, uh, a lot of the longtime listeners know that Ryan's a big part of the reason we have this show. He is a, a mentor of mine, personally a good friend, and uh, we are... A, per, a trusted affiliate or preferred partner of the Minnesota Real Estate Show, which is on every Saturday a couple hours before this one at 10. And, uh, Ryan, you're helping a lot of folks out, you and Scott. Well, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Love, uh, love what you guys are doing with the show. A lot of fun stuff. Great content. You laugh. A few more laughs in the world. That's that's good. You guys are you guys are doing an awesome job. Thank you, Ryan. You know, I've had a question kind of looming for the last week, knowing that you were going to come on the show. I wanted to really bring up the differences for people looking to buy a home when they're considering a, an existing property, an existing structure, or a new construction. New construction is still booming. The numbers are still high. These builders are 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 doing well. They're doing well. They're building a lot of homes. They're selling a lot of homes. But what does that mean to a buyer, Ryan? Can you kind of break down some of the differences a little bit? Yeah, most, you know, for buyers out there that are looking to purchase really any type of property, and, you know, especially if you're thinking about new construction, as you mentioned, Charles, a lot of activity going on by builders in a, really a variety of price ranges uh, throughout the Twin Cities. And what you'll find most builders, what they end up doing is they'll, they'll hire a real estate broker um, or they will be their own broker and list the property for sale on the MLS, you know, listed on the market, so that everyone is able to, to find it, to know about it, to see it, uh, et cetera. And so, you know, from a buyer standpoint, if, if you're working with a really good buyer's agent, most likely you're going to have a search set up on MLS for the type of property that you're looking for, you know, price range, area, bedrooms, bathrooms, et cetera. And you'll be notified when there's new stuff that comes on to the market. And so a lot of times what will happen is is you'll find out this way about new construction. Or it could be, hey, we're, we're driving around on a Sunday afternoon, and we happen to drive through a new neighborhood, and we saw there's some new properties uh, for sale, new homes going up. And, you know, when you uh, when you walk into the new construction home, you know, much like any real estate transaction, the um, you know the representative from the builder who's there representing the builder, they they represent the builder. In other words, they're there um, to provide information on the the builder on the process, or maybe some of the ins and outs that they offer, um, and why you know they're maybe a better option for a buyer versus somebody else down the street. But, um, you know, from a buyer's perspective, I've, I've always been a really big believer um, in really any type.
type of real estate transaction, whether it's new construction or not, that uh, you as a buyer should have your own representation as well, someone on your side as well that can advocate for you, that can negotiate for you, um, that can uh, really represent you and your best interests as well. And so, you know, you know, the vast majority of builders are very, very agent-friendly. In other words, you know, if, if I'm the agent and I walk in with my client, they welcome agents. Um, in other words, they realize agents are, um, you know, they, they help bring them business and they yeah. want to cooperate. And, they're help, and, helpful. It sounds like they're helpful to the process. I mean, uh, take a rewind back to 2003 once, Ryan, uh, pre-real estate bubble uh, prices were going up, going up. There were very little lots available out there. I walked into a model home, and there was a uh, a lady sitting there. No, she wasn't a model. That's not what that means. It uh, There was a lady sitting there that represented the builder, and she said, Hi, I'm so-and-so, and I represent uh, ABC Builder or whatever the builder's name was at the time. And I said, I want one of these homes. Can you sell me one? And she said, Absolutely. And it was you know, it was a big, long process. I had to go to all different types of suppliers. The homes are spec homes, but then the interior, the guts of the home are filled up with all the different selections and products that you want. Of course, I went way over my allowances. We wanted all of the nice things. Um, You know, it was hard to stay within the budget that the builder uh, allotted for certain things. And the entire time, I didn't really realize it. And I guess it was an okay experience. I'm not saying don't do this, but the entire time, I realized afterwards, wow, I mean, I just walked into uh, the lion's den, basically, and uh, allowed the lion himself, herself, to be dictate everything from the pricing, from what I was going to pay, to who I was going to buy materials from, to you name it. And it would have really been nice to have somebody that was more of an advocate for me saying, hey, I want to make sure this stuff happens that way. I mean, do you see that a lot, Ryan? I mean, we see both sides of the both sides of this scenario, and you know, Charles having friends, um, myself in the industry, who work for a lot of the very good builders in the Twin Cities, who do a great job. In other words, they work directly for the builder; they represent the builder. Um, you know, I would say, for the vast majority of builders in the Twin Cities, they are very, very much broker friendly. They they want to help the buyer. But, um, you know, with that being said, it is always good to have somebody on your side to, um, to take a look at, um, you know, pricing, um, you know, compare what is the price of the new construction home that I'm looking to buy, you know, per square foot yeah. for this area, for this style of home, compared to existing construction. And that's where, you know, again, I, I bought, my wife and I bought a new construction house back in 2003. And, um, you know, it's, that can advocate and then pull up some comparable sales and say, okay, how, how is this price versus the existing market? Yeah. Because a lot of times you can be kind of wooed by the, wow, it's brand new, everything's pretty, everything's great. Yeah. But you also want to be sure that it is that it's it is a, a good price as well. And so, you know, I would say, Charles, people love new construction for a variety of reasons. I mean, it's you get to pick out all the stuff you described, you get to... Um, you know, you're you're the first person living in there. Um, you know, but but you just you just want to be sure that um, that it's a full shake. Yeah, no, you know, you know, Ryan, I just wanted to because we have about a minute and a half left before the break, so I wanted to throw out there. So, 
all of the great things about buying a new construction are pretty obvious. Like you said, no old smells, although I love the smell of a family that lived in a home before me. Yeah. For some weird reason. Uh, but no, all everything's original. Everything looks great. Everything feels great. It's all brand new. But if we were to rattle off the things that you don't get right now, like, for example, sometimes a driveway, sometimes a lawn, sprinkler system. What did you say, Kyle? Sod, right? Landscaping. Uh, landscaping. A deck. Uh, a deck. You name it. And and a lot of times things uh, haven't been used in, so they haven't been broken in. So you have a laundry list of things to, to let the builder know, hey, this is wrong. This is done wrong. You have to fix this. Um, it isn't always what it's cracked up to be, if, if you get what I mean, Ryan. Yeah, it's a totally different buying process. In other words, uh, what I'd recommend to the listeners is, is look online for uh, reviews about the builder talk to, try to talk to maybe some people that have built with them to say, how was the process? Because the difference is you go out and you find a house in Bloomington that's a, a built home. You you can write an offer on it today. You can close on it in 30 days and you're through. The home is there. Everything's done. When you buy new construction, and if it, 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 it is oftentimes a longer process and there's a lot of moving parts, you got to know who you're working with. And I think you have to trust who you're working with more than ever. And so Google, you know, different builders. Find out their reviews. That will protect you as the consumer. And, again, there's a, so many wonderful builders in the Twin Cities here, and it's a great option for people, especially in this limited market, uh, in, uh, limited inventory market. But just uh, have an advocate on your side. Hire a good buyer's agent. Have him or her help you through the process as well. Nice, Ryan. If the listeners want to... Uh, recruit the help of the Minnesota real estate team. What's the best way for them to get involved? Yeah, they can check out mnrealestateshow.com. Again, mnrealestateshow. Um, and just, you know, even anywhere online, if you Google the Minnesota real estate team, Facebook, online, uh, we're all over the Twin Cities. We certainly would love the opportunity to, to work with anybody. We're laid back. We make it fun, and we're here to advocate for you. But, uh, but Appreciate the time. Great show. No, we're up against a break, guys, but um, really enjoy the time and uh, appreciate the opportunity. Thanks so much, Ryan O'Neill from the Minnesota Real Estate Team. Folks, we'll be right back right after this. (laughs) All right. There we go. What's that? Hailstorm? That is, Wiley. Uh, same difference. They all sound the same, kind of. Kind of. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to find original music anymore. It's all inspired by somebody from the past. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. You just got hail on the brain. Hail storm. Hail on the brain. brain. Hail. Yeah. Uh, oh, there you go. Oh, play on words. Look at that. Killer Miller killing us. You know, stick to selling exterior projects, will you? I'll do that for you. All right. Awesome. Appreciate it. Folks, this is the All Around Home Improvement Hour. We're on the final segment. Um, This is the show where we talk all things home improvement related from noon to one. And uh, this week, June uh, 16th, we're live. You can call in if you'd like. Catch us on the last segment here, 800-854-1978. Again, 1-800-854-1978. And tell us what's on your mind. Something we thought we should bring up. It's pretty appropriate for this time of the year is exterior projects and why certain contractors follow the law and certain contractors don't. 
And what I mean by that, and, and when I bring it up, you may think, wow, that's not a big deal. I mean, putting some light fixtures in, you know, putting some outlets on the exterior of the home, what that's not a big deal. Take them apart, put them back together the same way they came off, just reverse order, put them back on. Same parts from 1950. Right? Okay, we're going to talk about the reasons why you should have an exterior contractor that hires a licensed electrician like All Around does with Electric City. So what, what we're comparing is a lot of the exterior contractors that don't and what happens versus you're going to pay a little bit more for a, for a good, trusted contractor that has a reputation and knows that they're supposed to whenever you touch a wire, period. That's the rule. That is the cutoff. I've called the state. I've asked them. At what point can a contractor get in trouble for doing something electrical? Because, you know, there's some gray areas there, right? No, not really. There's a defined line. The second that a, a, an exposed wire is manipulated at all, that requires a licensed electrician. So, Kim Zimmer with Electric City is still in the yes, studio. Yes, sir. I'm here. Yes. So, I recently had um, a friend send us some pictures of some exterior fixtures that weren't flashed properly, weren't wired properly. Um, is a home inspector friend of mine. Oh, and, I uh, know this home inspector. Yeah, probably you know him. <laughs> and uh, it was very clear that this was dangerous for, I mean, a, a fire could have sparked just because of what happened. Right, and oftentimes they don't put the proper boxes in um, or the proper um, siding. Uh, the boxes, Blocks, the yeah, the, yep. Mm-hmm. And blocks. therefore, yeah, the light fixtures are oftentimes just barely hanging on. Um, sometimes when we go to do inspections or we go to houses, oh my gosh, the light fix, uh, exterior light fixtures are are basically what's holding them on is the wire. They're, I mean, they're barely even, you know, in they're not installed correctly. So they're, it, yeah, it, is, it poses a very big danger. And I'm shocked at how many siding companies. Do not hire an electrician to put all of the exterior light fixtures back on because that is a law and it does require a permit. And most cities are really cracking down on that. And who's liable if a fire were to start? Would it be the contractor? Absolutely. If well, they, well, the siding contractor, if they insta- assuming, put them back. Assuming they're still around. Assuming right. they're still in mm-hmm. business. Right. I mean, part of the reason why they're not following the law, I mean, imagine what else they're not following. So who's to say they'll be around when that fire sparks and the insurance company starts asking questions? Yeah. I mean, and there's been oftentimes where we've gone out to siding jobs and uh, the siders have taking taking like the air conditioner disconnect off or the meter they've pulled away from the house and for the main service and they've tried to put it back on and oh they call us in because they're getting shocks well whoa what do the you house think is that charged. <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> so talk about danger yeah, yeah well you have to put yourself i mean take take a minute because there's, there's probably some listeners right now thinking to themselves you know who you are okay you're thinking to yourself homeowner is the only person other than an electrician that they will that has the authority they to install still have fixtures. to pull a permit they still have yes. to have it inspected this by the true. state so who's to say they know what they're doing but i mean there's a lot of people thinking right now i've ran so much wire in my day and i got oh that my God. to be honest with you yeah pro- you probably could do it but what happens when you do it wrong 
Um, that's the big thing. And who suffers? And what if somebody dies because of it? Okay, I mean, you, you have to think worst-case scenario. So if you're up against a couple different estimates and you see, here's this guy, redo the siding and X, Y, Z, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and his estimate is 15000 and you have another estimate that's 15700 and something dollars, okay? So you're comparing, that's pretty close, $700. So why wouldn't you go ahead, you spend the 700 now to avoid having to spend 7000 or possible lawsuits or possible injury later on? Not to mention, what about just not having it flash properly and not having the water leaving the house the right way? You see that all the time, Kyle. Yeah, yeah, I do see it all the time. And I'm going to go back to the insurance work that we were talking about because that's what I'm most familiar with is when we do the replacement of siding due to hail damage or due to wind damage, the carrier owes for the proper detaching and resetting of those light fixtures, including a licensed electrician being on site for the proper installation. Yeah, so so you have, I'm sure, a lot of scenarios. We, we've all exterior contractors run into it where homeowners really try to hold their cards close to their chest. They don't want to share the insurance statement. They think that this is a bidding war and it's time to get multiple estimates from contractors. And so they think they're doing themselves a service by trying to get the best or lowest estimate. Really, they're stepping on their own toes. They're tripping themselves up and causing themselves more problems. You owe your deductible. That's it. Everything else needs to be covered by the insurance company. And if by code that requires extra steps and, and professionals like licensed electricians, why? What in the world reason would you have to not want to work with the company that's going to do it accordingly? You know, it, it's not supposed to cost you any more money. There's always so much missing. That's the factor. And a lot of times the insurance adjuster completely misses whether it's intentional or not the light fixtures that are attached right over the siding those are required to be detached and reset in order to replace the siding an electrician is required to reattach that light fixture per code and do the necessary upgrades that the city and the state's going to require that is all included under that umbrella so why not have the contractor do what they're good at the homeowner gets to sit in the comfort of their home and, and make material selections and, and work with you on what can be a much smoother process yeah. than trying to do exactly. it all yourself. And, and you know, it kind of goes back to all of us as homeowners. We always want to think we can do this, we can do that. But guess what always runs up against us? Time. Yeah. We time. always run out of time. Leave it to the pros. Yeah, yeah me, leave for, it to the people who do what they do every single day. For me, it's ability. <laughs> well, both. It requires a certain amount of knowledge yes. and expertise. Yeah. And when you yep. do it every single day, that's your job is, yeah. is, to, is to take that insurance claim or, or that initial consultation all the way from the initial inspection mm -hmm. to the adjuster meeting supplementing the mortgage company, getting all the work done to code requirement, to manufacturer specifications, to closing out, uh, getting the funds owed to the homeowner, Kyle. not only from the insurance carrier to the mortgage company, it's a lot of work. We are the pros, and we'd like to help anyone out there that that's struggling. Kyle, why don't you put out there, if there's a homeowner out there that, that needs help with their insurance work or thinks they may have storm damage, we had some severe weather come through today, some pretty strong winds um, mixed with with uh, who knows what. So, Kyle, how can people email you and get a hold of you directly if they want help? 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, unless it's blatantly obvious, it always helps to start with getting an inspection done. Someone who knows what to look at, someone who's familiar with the process. Personally, my email is kyle at allaround.com, or you can go directly to our website. And if you want to reach out to me at my office number, it is 763-447-3948. Thank you, Kyle. You filled some big shoes. He did. And an even bigger hat, because the Polish powerhouse, his hat size is does not fit. He's got a big head. Custom. It says custom right on the back, so you feel that. Kim, final thoughts? Final thoughts. I got to do a shout-out to my husband. It's his birthday today. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Mark. Folks, drive safe out there and be nice to one another. Too many road rage incidents going on. See ya. Yeah.